Lori, do you ever feel like you're missing something by voting by mail? Not really. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, after we talk a little bit today, you might realize that you miss out on a lot. Okay, that'll be cool. We're also going to tell you how political sign squabbles are driving neighbors apart. Oh, oh interesting. Shocking. Well, also today, keeping it on the uh, election day theme, mm-hmm. we'll meet a local politician who puts the vice in vice mayor. All right, all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those, don't we, Kirsten? We most certainly do, Corey. Oh, good. Ripped from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. This first one ripped from the Tallahassee Democrat. All right. Last Tuesday, of course, was Florida's primary. And mm-hmm. in the great tradition of Florida elections... We had some unusual uh, activity. Oh, yeah. No hanging chads. Oh, that's good. But in Leon County, Florida, which is, of course, home to our capital city of Tallahassee, mm-hmm. there was definitely its share of, of odd happenings. A powerful storm moved through the area and knocked out power at five voting sites, setting off the sprinklers and a fire alarm at another and forcing an evacuation. Wow. The storm also collapsed the outdoor tent at the mail ballot drop-off site. Whoa. The strangest event of the day, though, happened at the Faith Christian Family Center, another voting site, Mm -hmm. where a man wearing a mask and nothing else... Showed up at the polling place and greeted voters until cops chased him away. Nice. Election officials say no voters were inconvenienced by the naked man. Well, that's good. I'm glad that nobody got inconvenienced or knocked out of line because of the naked man. But at least he covered up all the parts that mattered most, which was the head and mouth region. Yeah, absolutely. You know, know, I'm thankful that he wore a mask, not only because of obviously the health implications of it all, but also, you know, doesn't the mask help to just leave a little to the imagination? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're always wondering, is like, does he have a goatee under there? What's going on with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know everything else that's going on with this guy, but... sure. Ever, you know, it's nice to have you know, a little bit give of it all, Don't give it all away for free girls yeah, yeah, and boys. Right. Yeah. Save some for the second date. <laughs> That's um, right. It makes me think of the uh, the Lone Ranger, though. You know, who was that masked man? Yeah. Who was not masked in any other way. Right. <laughs> I wonder what's the least amount that you could probably get away with at a precinct. Maybe like a banana hammock and a mask. Oh, with wearing? Gosh, yeah. I don't know. I know the police, like, you know, sort of, he sort of ran away or whatever with the police. I'm sure they would have probably had something to say to him if he would have stick or stuck around. I, I would imagine. So if you actually went to vote, could you get away with just rocking a Speedo and a mask? I think as long as it's an American flag Speedo. Right. And, American-themed? You know, depending- yeah, depending on the site, though, mm. no shirt, no shoes, no service. Oh, might have to wear, you know, some flip flops or something like that. Flip flops, tank top, yeah, and speedo. Tank top and speedo. <laughs> it's a good look. It's a Florida uniform. <laughs> so we've always heard about weird happenings that you know on election day. You yes. had something kind of fun and weird happen. Well, I wouldn't call it fun necessarily. Yeah, it wasn't it, fun, but so, it was kind of a an oasis. Yes. Um, so, uh, oh, 
gosh, there is a reason why I vote by mail. And every time I see right. a Facebook post that says, you shouldn't be allowed to vote by mail, mm. I say, I stood in line once for four and a half hours oh, to yeah. vote in a presidential election. Yeah, 2008? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, you know, I had a job. I had transportation. Right. I, I had, you know, I was able to eat afterwards. I didn't have kids to take care of because I wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that otherwise. Yeah. So um, you at one point brought brought me my camp chair. Yep. <laughs> to uh, to use while in line. It was a after long about time waiting in line. After about hour one and a half, when there were still hundreds of people in front of it was me, was crazy. It was a crazy um, day. My favorite part, though, was at one point uh, a food truck pulled up and started selling euros. Oh yeah. And kebabs yep. in the in the church parking lot. Can't beat that. Uh, captive audience captive audience all very hungry you're all hungry making very, for democracy very right because it's around and dinner kebabs. time when all these people are out there waiting online and oh what it, a lifesaver that craziest guy was. experience of my life yeah great okay there have been much crazier experiences yeah. but craziest election day experience of it's my just, life yeah it's a, a little window into what election days can sometimes oh, be like man. in florida yeah. and i'm sure in a lot of other states yes yeah. absolutely um, and I think it was 2012, actually. Just thinking, doing the math in my head, okay. finally. So, yeah. I've missed Naked Florida Guy. I know, right? I'm so glad was, that he's back for us. It was it was, a, it was always like a, a really great trope that you could always depend on was some sort of Naked Florida Guy doing something I, that got everybody, that either got everybody all riled up or everybody all in the yeah, tizzy. I, yeah, I feel like, you know, the first eight episodes of this show were Naked Guy, Naked, naked guy, guy, Naked, naked guy, guy, Naked, naked yep. Guy. And and then nothing. Crickets. Right. It's so nice for a Naked Guy to have the wherewithal to read the room and wear yeah. a mask. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of elections, mm. we have we have a little bit of a theme to this it's show. It's an election theme. Come on. The primaries just happened. Let's do it. That's right. So the second story comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. A pre-election feud broke out in DeBerry, Florida, over the placement of political signs. Oh. The scuffle started when a man discovered that his neighbor, Anthony Vullo, had yanked a campaign sign out of his lawn and thrown the sign across the yard. That doesn't seem nice. So the man confronted Vullo, who said he tossed the sign because it was placed in a spot that blocked the view of his own political sign in his yard. Well, the two men got into a shoving match, and Volo eventually punched his neighbor in the face. Right. Volo says, of course, that the other man instigated the fight. Sure. But a witness backed the victim's account that Volo threw the first punch. Volo, by the way, was arrested on battery charges, and the report did not indicate which candidates any of the signs promoted. Well, that's good to know. And, uh, you know, my parents used to always say that it's always the second guy who gets caught in a fight. Oh, sure. So if you're if you're going to get in a fight, probably best to get that first punch in. Oh. They, they never said that, but they just always said... <laughs> you just read between yeah. the lines yeah, on they that probably one. were trying to tell me, just avoid a fight altogether, but it's always the second guy who gets caught. <laughs> well, you know, it's great because... And, and that's really a, a fairly common theme in hockey, right? Right. It's, it's never the instigator yeah, who instigator, gets in trouble. Instigator, the pest, is always the one that's trying to make something happen. And as soon as that first glove comes off, yeah, it's it's on. And then you could just decide, I'm not going to drop the gloves. And then that guy just goes off to the sin bin. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I just, what, I have so many questions about yeah. this story, right. honestly. And, and like the story says, you know, 
this was we don't know who the candidates are. No. This is just the primary. Yeah. We still have like what, 10 weeks until actual election day, like the right. big election day. Yeah. Imagine the fun the next few HOA meetings are going to be in this community. It's going to be great, yeah. And <laughs> and I'm sure that they're already like drawing, you know, lines in the new bylaws about how you can use signs because, you know, the race between the local dog catcher I mean, I know it's heated and all, but I didn't expect it to come to blows between Anthony and this neighbor. Right. I'm super curious about yeah. like who the signs were for. Was right. it for dog catcher? Was it for... It has to be dog catcher. That is a heated race in that county. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would hope that it's at least like senator level or higher. Right. You know, state senator level or higher. You would feel... You would see it would seem that way, right? Can't, I mean, you it's would probably assume. not property appraiser. It could, you know, <laughs> I guess a supervisor it, of elections. I mean, school board. I mean, that's that's a pretty contentious race if it ends up being something like that. And it may just be less about the people, the two people on the signs, and just more about these two people that, that are the, neighbors. The neighbors, yeah. yeah. And by the way, who maybe is... they would make a good a good uh, political runoff. There you go. Yeah, they're really at each other's throats. Who is this instigator in the neighborhood who's the witness? First of all, oh, I love the it. witness runs over to somebody's yeah. house and says, "Hey, I saw Anthony yank the sign out of your yard." Yeah, what you and gonna then, do about it? And then there's a witness to this whole scuffle. Who is this? Karen and or Chad yeah. who is doing this. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if Chad is the male Karen, yeah. but I like to think so. They're probably the person that's in charge of the next door for the for the community. <laughs> and they're just sort of like, man, there hasn't been that many good threads going on in this forum. We need to stir it up in this neighborhood. Get some real good, you know. Nobody's juice been complaining going. about how noisy everyone's wind yeah. chimes are. We need to start a real scuffle yeah. around here. But you're right about it being the primaries and, and the general's gonna be a big deal. I got a question for you. So, you know, Carl Hyacin, we've talked about him in the uh, past. Patron saint patron. of this podcast practice. Not that he's a patron, but yeah. but he's yeah, my favorite author. Great author. Uh, always writes great Florida stories. If you haven't read his books, you got to check it out. New one came out today. Right. So he has um, a fairly famous character, Governor Smink, Skink. I'm sorry. I always want to say Smink, but it's Governor Skink. And uh, Gov- Governor Clint- Clinton Tyree. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Back when he was governor. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always, I'm wondering, because Skink's such a big, you know, like a big character in his novels and he's always had great uh, you've seen I, we've seen some campaign bumper stickers and stuff around don't blame me i voted for skink yeah what would it be like what would happen if if skink were one of these signs oh gosh well uh, first of all clinton tyree yeah a uh, very staunch uh, environmentalist could oh, not be bought right could not be bought which really was his demise as a as a politician in particular yeah. in florida uh, I talk about him like he's a real human being and yeah. not a not well, a character and, in a book. But but as an environmentalist and and knowing what I know of of his beliefs, he he would not have dealt with either of these signs sullying the natural beauty of Florida. Right. He, so he, he would have pulled them all up. He would have pulled them all up and and been like the better person because of it. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's and it's and it's so refreshing to see a politician. That can stay. That can stay above the fray. A fictional so, politician. Yeah, a fi- fictional, yeah. 
Yeah, we can always we can only hope that we find a, a, a skink one of these days. So uh, neither of us have ever uh, had a political sign in our yard. No. Um. I, I mean, the whole time we've been together, we've lived in apartments and condos, and so really no opportunity for no. that. Anyway, we makes ha- things a lot easier. We have on occasion sported the occasional political bumper sticker. Sure. Yeah. I I've yeah I've got a whole bunch of them on my guitar case. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't see the light of day too much. Right. And and you never know that that political bumper sticker, a sign you can throw out, like a bumper sticker to get off your car is hard work. It's a big work. deal. One of the reasons why I don't like to put them on my car is because they tend to not age that well. Yeah. It's a big deal the year that they're running. And then depending on, you know, if they get into office and what they do or if they happen to lose. So so you're saying that the Mondale Ferraro bumper sticker is probably a bit passe? Yeah, it might be passe. I probably don't have it on my car now, but was definitely rocking it on my 86 Fiero back in the day. <laughs> Ferraro in the, on the Fiero. Come on. I have a confession to make yeah. about political bumper stickers. Confess away. I use them as... Really, uh, sort barometer? of a, a, yeah, a barometer for whether or not I am going to let somebody in front of me in traffic. Right. Well, if you have obnoxious political bumper stickers, mm-hmm. or honestly, even if I don't particularly like your candidate, right? I don't know why I'm talking like this because nobody will be able to yeah. hear me. Well, just yeah, I won't let you in. Just between us gals on this <laughs> podcast, yeah. Yeah, if if I don't like your candidate, there is a very good chance that you are not going to get in front of me when traffic is merging. It's one of the reasons why I don't like to put them on my car. I don't need to give anybody a reason to either key my car. Not let me in and merge. Pretty much if somebody's behind me, they're just going to know that I'm a Chiefs fan. And so I'm going to probably tick off some Bronco fans and maybe some Raider fans. And that's about it. And living in Florida, I can deal with that. All right. Yeah. So we've got this neighborly brawl over the signs. Mm. Do you know what would have squashed this entire fracas? Oh, I would love to know. I'm sure Anthony would as well. Uh, election day naked guy. Oh, of course. I feel like he could unify all of the warring parties on election day. He could have extended an olive branch in this entire thing. And hopefully it would be the only thing that he extended. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, our next story, not an election story. Oh, thank goodness. Comes to us from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Three men were arrested last week in Broward County after burglarizing nearly 30 homes in Hollywood, Margate, and across South Florida. The trio, Zion Hall, Tyreek Williams, and Tremaine Hill, were found with more than 150 grand in cash, iPads, jewelry, credit cards, guns, and even a stolen vehicle. The police are pretty sure that they have the right suspects. Uh According to Hollywood police, the three men carried out all of the heists, while wearing their court-ordered GPS ankle monitors. Oh. They were on pretrial release under house arrest on related charges. The trio now face multiple counts of burglary, grand theft, and racketeering. They are, probably wisely, being held without bond. Oh, this so they're time. not out and... Uh, <laughs> on house arrest on again. On house arrest again. <laughs> Apparently, they learned that lesson. Well, I have my rules for life and rule number 69, as we all know, just, you know, flip to the to the page that you need. In your check, hymnal. Yeah. Check <laughs> your ankles to make sure you don't have a tracking device if you're going to commit more crimes. Right? Yeah. Just a good idea in general. If you have a tracking device on, maybe the best thing for you to do is to not commit any crimes. I mean, as we all know. Just lay low. 
Watch some TV. Watch some Netflix. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the crime procedurals, right? The oh, Criminal yeah. The Minds, The Law and Order, yeah. yada, yada, yada. You know, it's one thing to have to go into the phone records and triangulate locations and yeah. do all of that with the cell phone towers. Yeah. Find video cameras. Enhance. And see it actually really <laughs> well. Yeah. It's another thing to just be wearing your tracking bracelet. Yeah, that seems like it makes it really easy. It's like so <laughs> so super open and shut. It's like, hey, wait a second. We did, we had like beeps on all those areas. Oh, it's probably just these three guys. Open and shut. Yeah, open and shut case. Um, did you know that you can buy a tracking anklet on Amazon? I did not. You can. I don't know if I'd really want to buy one like just to have one, but... <laughs> Well, they they suggest it for um, teenagers or older relatives who wander. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know how I'd feel about it if I were a teen, what that that would tell me from my parents if they felt like they'd they'd put an ankle bracelet on you. Yeah. I get it if you're like uh, a silver alert risk or something to that effect for for an Uh, an old... Even then, there are better ways to go about this. Yeah. There are better ways to go about this. Maybe Uh, a bracelet. But like 125 bucks. Yeah. On uh, Amazon. So, you know, if you need one. They're available. They're available. They're absolutely available. Put put them on all the 'er ne'er-do-wells in your life. (laughs) So that they don't actually go out and and commit crimes. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just a trio of them. Yeah. Do you think that the... um, the anklets were actually like friendship anklets. It could have been. I mean, they're all they're all buddies. They're partners in crime, right? I don't, do we know that for sure? I don't I know don't that know, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, they I, could just be business associates. Yeah, it, yeah, it could just be like a thing that they they just work together. Yeah, they just go and punch a clock in or whatever. Morning, but, Sam. Yeah. Morning, Ralph. Yeah, I'm wondering. It doesn't say anything about this in the actual crime, so I'm totally speculating, and I and I apologize for that. How I'm dare wo- you? I'm wondering if they're all doing it together or if they've uh, split up and because thirty houses, you know. In, well, it didn't say it was all in one night. No, I mean, it obviously wasn't one night, and we don't. That know would how be long. super impressive. Oh, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be. Yeah. Very prolific. Very. I just. I'm just really blown away by it. Just thinking it through. So, so do you think they split up, like divide and conquer, or do it, you think they teamed it, up? It sounds to me like they teamed up, and that's what made it easier for them to be caught because it's like they're just seeing like the little GPS. They're like, just all watching the dots across the monitor, yeah, like in like, some sort of 1980s guys, movie. Yeah, these guys either know a lot of people, and they're just hanging out at Lil's house parties, or uh, we're actually starting to put two and two together. That's where all the crimes are happening. Not a good thing. So you and I both had a lot of questions about ankle bracelets. Yeah. When, when was, we first read this yeah, story. I was definitely in the dark about a lot of this stuff. So um, I thought, what what better way to learn about ankle monitors right. than to see what the most frequently asked questions on Google oh, are yeah. about ankle monitors? Yeah, Google is that friend that knows all the answers, so you feel like you can ask just about any question. Right, and and it knows all the questions, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so some of the questions were, you know, fairly standard. What does an ankle monitor do? Right. How far can you go with an ankle monitor on? Sure. Um, what, is what, it? what happens if I take off my ankle monitor? Probably bad things. Can you swim with an ankle monitor? I believe so. You can. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'll, although, you know, who knows? Different brands may vary. Yeah. Um, some of the others were, were good. Like, what does it mean when your ankle monitor vibrates? Oh, right. 
I, I read once that it means that they may be trying to get in touch with you, like your parole officer or whatever. And the article that I saw basically just said your ankle monitor needs charging, which made <laughs> yeah. me realize these things have to be charged. Like, how do you, do you have to plug your leg into a wall yeah, at night? Yeah, like, is your leg just propped up <laughs> next to the outlet? Extension cord? <laughs> I don't know. Um, more questions. Can ankle monitors record conversations? Oh, you know, the person who asked that question was up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably had like a side piece is like, I hope that I can go and visit my mistress and my ankle bracelet won't tell them anything about uh, me. Well, I was thinking more white collar criminals and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, yeah. Um, another, another one probably by somebody up to no good. Can an ankle monitor detect drugs? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like all the questions are pretty much what you, what you would think. It's like, can I get away with doing something even though I have this ankle bracelet on? And my favorite, and honestly, I feel like this one should have been in all caps. Why is my ankle monitor blinking red? Like yeah. that should be in all caps with like four question marks and an exclamation point. Yeah, definitely. And the answer is it probably just needs to be charged. Probably just needs to be charged. But I would lose it too. Very, an angle bracelet is not much different than your phone. It's like it it's probably just needs to be charged and the charger is never around when you need it. Oh, God. Can you imagine not being able to find your ankle bracelet charger? Yeah. Or or uh, it's a very short cord that charges it and it's in the wall. And the, the, the outlet, outlet is, is like on the ceiling. Or behind or behind the dresser. What or, are you going to do? You know, it's like when yeah. you're trying to plug something in in a hotel room and you can't find yeah. an outlet anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I want to do is iron my pants. You're basically shackled to wherever that is. That's right. Well, our final story comes to us from WFTV.com. The vice mayor of Oldsmar, Florida, was arrested last week after being seen driving erratically in a red Tesla and then rear-ending another vehicle, causing a three-vehicle pileup. Oh! Vice Mayor Linda Norris refused to take a breathalyzer exam. Mm. But that might not matter, since Norris had an open container of fireball whiskey in the center console and two more unopened bottles in her purse. <laughs> Uh, Norris has served on the Oldsmar City Council for a decade. Investigators say that the vice mayor stepped out of her vehicle and was slurring her speech after the accident. She also failed the field sobriety tests. All this, by the way, 1030 in the morning. Oh, man. She was arrested on misdemeanor DUI and released on a $1,000 bond. If only she could have made it till noon, it would have felt like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But this vice mayor is getting fired up. Oh, with some fireball, man. Unless Pitbull is your co-pilot in this situation, <laughs> probably not a good thing to have fireball. Because at least you could say like, "Oh yeah, we're going to like something with with Pitbull. We got to have some fireball with us." But uh, I'm thinking maybe she should have done the old cinnamon mouthwash trick. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just don't get rid of the fireball bottle and just dump it all into a mouthwash and then you're just Cinnamon driving mouthwash you're just driving in the morning with some mouthwash in the car with a giant make, bottle of cinnamon mouthwash making sure that you have fresh breath for whatever campaign event or handshaking situation that you're going to that a vice mayor would typically go to not a big deal at all just got some mouthwash in the car i love it and not that we would endorse of course you know uh, we would never endorse that never just giving her an idea. Just, yeah. So I can see why she got elected. Because yeah. first of all, she's got a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, much like other politicians, yep. she has a plan. Yep. She knows what her day is going to be like. She knows it's going to be a three bottle It's a three bottle day. day. Yeah. She's starting early. Yep. 
She's got reinforcements. Yeah. I used to work for a city government, and I sat through a lot of city council meetings. Yeah. And I tell you, a few shots of fireball would definitely have helped. Yeah, it would have taken some of the sting out. And it might be one of those things where when she looks through her schedule, says, this is a three-bottle day. If for some reason I go through the three bottles and it's 2 o'clock, my day ends at 2 o'clock. Because what am I going to do? I'm not going to get a fourth bottle. It's like I've already assessed that this is a three bottle of fireball day. And however long those three bottles last, that's my day. Hey, my calendar changes regularly. I I don't know that at 730 in the morning I would be able to tell the number of bottles of fireball I would need. Did you know that fireball is the third best selling whiskey in the United States? It doesn't surprise me. I, really? I, yeah, I I'm a big fan. I I like I like Fireball whiskey. It's a good sort of go to shot. Um, it, I love cinnamon. So that's it's, true. It's, you it's, do. It's right up my alley. Red hots, hot tamales, um, big red gum. I think probably where the surprise comes from is that it feels like Fireball really hasn't been around that long. It has and though. And it's risen to the number three. Thank you, Pitbull. Thank you. Uh, it, it has actually everywhere. been around since the eighties. Really? As a Seagram's product, but then Sazerac bought it. Oh. And they changed the name of it and marketed it differently, and boom, success. What a great marketing story that is. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, the original one was like Dr. Somebody Somebody's Fireball Whiskey Elixir or something <laughs> like that. It's like it's like the old Coca-Cola, they, Dr. Pemberton's Coca-Cola product. Yeah, so they yeah. took Dr. Pemberton off of the uh off of the old fireball bottle and or whoever stuck, a, it is. stuck yeah. a red dragon on there instead. And the rest is history. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give it some sexy danger and a a fire breathing dragon on the side of right? a fireball bottle. Come on. So uh, to me, I don't and and you're much more of a fireball fan than I am. Sure. I don't think of Fireball as a breakfast beverage. Oh yeah, I mean, as much of a fan as Fireball as I as I as I is as I is. <laughs> I I I haven't had it for breakfast in never. So, okay. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, I more uh, more a of, a late, of a late night kind of you yeah know, unwinding uh, bad or, choices. N- yeah, bad choices <laughs> kind of a drink. Yeah. Yeah, for the morning you're thinking a mimosa, Definitely perhaps a not screwdriver, starting my day with it. Yeah. a bloody mary. Maybe if you're feeling frisky, a tequila sunrise. It's not still got orange Adam. juice. Yeah, not not an up and atom. No. Yep. But you know what? Here in Florida, Fireball is kind of considered a breakfast food. Really? So at uh, the Port Orleans Resort mm. at Walt Disney World, they actually serve Fireball-filled beignets for breakfast. Oh, that's That have nice, like actually. crumbled cinnamon hot, red hot sprinkled on top. Ooh. So uh, yeah, Fireball. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like your famous bourbon balls that you would make every uh, Christmas. Um, which are chocolatey and, and filled with uh, bourbon. It's, it's just a no-bake cookie with a lot of bourbon in oh, it. Oh, so good. Um, and I could definitely get behind like a Fireball-themed version of that. Well, so I the made them once. Yeah. They were not good. Yeah. I mean, we they ate just, them. Yeah, it doesn't go as well with chocolate, but with a donut? Yeah, why not? All right, there you go. Yeah. I'd probably still save it for like maybe after work. That's just me, though. <laughs> more, yeah. of a, more of a steak and eggs guy. I absolutely agree. So uh, 
I guess, what did we learn today? Well, I learned that even if you want to vote in the buff, it's probably good to show your respect and wear that mask. And where you wear that mask is completely up to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I learned that you should probably be careful where you put your political signs. Definitely. Don't put them out in the lawn unless you want to get in a fight. Uh, I also learned that before you walk on the wild side, you better check your ankles. That's right. And finally, I learned that Fireball is not just for breakfast anymore. All right. So those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on both our Facebook and our Twitter pages. Remember to follow us, like us, and share us. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we missed, feel free to share it with us. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on Pandora now. All right. And tell a friend because it always helps us out. We're everywhere. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We will be back next week. And until then, let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. Yeah,